everyone and welcome to your NARSA weekly update for the week commencing Monday the 23rd of October 2023. Yes, it's Gary here again and well, 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 what a start. The messiah that Philippe Clement is had as Rangers manager, he says, not getting ahead of himself at all. But that was just incredible, wasn't it? That was just, uh, that was exactly what the doctor ordered. Something that you've you've seen across the world in football, of course, when a new manager takes over, that the, the existing squad who have been failing miserably under the previous regime end up turning it on and doing something special. And that's exactly what we, we managed to enjoy there on the weekend. I did joke about it during the game that Michael Beale must have been watching that game or following the results or seeing the highlights or whatever it was he did and kind of cursing the team a wee bit as this is the exact same this exact same players that he, he just couldn't get a tune out of um, who suddenly looked looked fitter looked hungrier looked faster and and absolutely more uh, motivated more driven than, than we've seen them this season for sure and yeah, for long spells last season um, as well and, and I tell you what that you know, Philippe Clement has that already that kind of aura of of a Rangers manager, uh, doesn't he? You know, just standing there. I mean, he's a, he's a he's a big lad, you know, and he's a very imposing figure on the sideline. Uh, but one thing that got really got me, and, and the, I was actually quite surprised the cameras didn't pan to him a wee bit more during the game, especially with it being Rangers TV feed. That I thought we'd get a wee bit more Philippe for our money uh, kind of thing. But uh, when they did pan, and um, you know, he was. He was he was animated. He was reacting to the game. He was supporting his players. He was talking to his players, and it, and it seemed to be from the way that the team was set up, the way that they actually performed the tasks, that they actually understood what they were supposed to be doing, which is as a as a godsend. You know, it's something that we haven't been used to, especially this this season. And you know, and and to the to the point that a lot of the players that the fans have grown to be very frustrated with, very disgruntled with or uh, were, were performing very, very well in the game and, and that's really all we want as, as fans and I think I'll talk about this a wee bit later as well. We just want the team to show up and play with pride and, and, and drive and strive to do the very best they can for the jersey in every single game and Todd Cantwell, I had mentioned it last week, the Todd Cantwell interview that he did on, on one of the podcasts um, that he was a guest on and and he said uh, along the lines of a version of that Rangers fans, you know, they, they love their football and they, they love players who care. They love people who care. And it looked like everyone, you know, woke from their weird slumber that they were in and put on their big boy trousers and decided it was time to care and put, um, put in an, an actual genuine Rangers performance. And what a difference. Absolutely. What a difference it really made. And and, and I thought it was excellent. So let's get to the game uh, segment for for this week. Uh, one game, of course, the one I've just been gushing over there. And it was indeed Saturday's excellent 4 now win at home against uh, Hibs with goals. Two goals from Abdullah Sima. Uh, a debut goal, I believe. Not a debut goal. His first goal uh, for Nico Raskin. And then, get this one, a goal from Cyril Dessers as well. And I think that's his fourth goal of the season. But he's just had such a hell of a time of it, hasn't he? And, you know, so it was great to see. I wouldn't say, honestly, in reflection, it was an absolutely flawless performance, but but look what happens when we're just hungrier 
than the opposition. We're just better than them. And I've said that for a, for a long, long time, that if we show up and we do our jobs to a you know, reasonable standard, say a 7 or an 8 out of 10, then we win the vast majority, almost every single game we play in domestically anyway. It's just a fact we're just better than the opposition when we play to our strengths. But for whatever reason, and the, the, the squad under Michael Beale just and, and Giovanni Van Broncos for that matter just didn't seem to be able to play to their strengths, didn't seem to understand what they were doing, didn't seem to be able to to rise to the occasions that, that were put in front of them. So, you know, if, if Philippe Clement can, can get us to a point where we're actually doing that more consistently, and that's all he was saying, he said that consistently over the three or four interviews that I had I had listened or watched of his leading up to the game, then I think we'll be in absolutely absolutely great shape you know it was just it was just so bad under Beal at the end wasn't it um, that, that we just couldn't even you know have like put in a, a reasonable performance which is which is so bizarre from, from a professional footballer perspective positives from the game the 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 result, of course, the performance, the passion, the, the crowd reaction, you know, the TIFO that was there before the game started and and then just the, the atmosphere carrying right into the game. The goals uh, were, were excellent as well. Each one of them uh, were absolutely superb, as was the lasagna soup that Hammy made us all for breakfast at Pinbar as well. That was yummy. And and I thought that everyone did the part, uh, really, truly, in, in the game and, and everyone played well, Sima is just getting better and better and better. And, you know, what a difference from the beginning of the season. I mean, he's been consistently among the goals, certainly of late, for sure. And, and I don't think he got off to a, a bad start, but there were some performances at the beginning of the season where he just looked like a baby giraffe, just kind of stumbling around, couldn't really kind of find his feet and couldn't control the ball and stuff. And you're like, what's going on? And he's just, he is, he is ruthless um, right now. And, and the two goals that he scored, I thought truly smacked of someone who's just so hungry uh, to get goals and, and celebrate, and um, you know, with that big, amazing, smashing smile that he has as well. And I saw a headline, I actually didn't read the article on the Rangers website, but I saw a headline that he said it's just the best feeling to, to score at Ibrooks, and you can tell that the, the boy's really enjoying himself right now, which is absolutely fantastic uh, to see. Nico Raskin's first goal uh, for the club, or, or maybe it was his first goal at Ibrooks. I think it was actually his first goal for the club, though. I thought it was excellent, excellent finish. Um, we could have got a free kick just before it and um, then he took the ball and, and I thought mm, uh, Marshall in their goal was maybe a wee bit slow getting to it but maybe he was a wee bit blinded or a wee bit, um, uh, what do you call it, covered by the, the, the defender in front of him but uh, yeah, he was a wee bit slow getting down there. Todd Cantwell coming back and seeming, seemingly just rolling himself back to uh, to his form for last season you know just with a bit of a virtuoso performance and and that absolutely incredible pass uh, to Dessers for for his goal and he did the wee deke thing you know and, and then Marshall couldn't even get to it and he just kind of passed it into the net but that was a brilliant pass and I watched it so many times on replay and I'm like did he look did he look and then I watched it again I watched just the highlights yesterday and uh, just as I was preparing for for the pod today and it looks like he had a wee look from the from the side of his um, his left hand side, you know, just kind of took a wee t- the tiniest of looks. I didn't actually see that on Saturday, but I saw it on on Sunday, and and it was just an absolutely brilliant pass. It just takes everyone at the game when you can do a pass like that, and you know, great, just absolutely great to to see um, to see Dessers getting his goal because he has had a hell of a time of it so hopefully this particular goal and the reaction from the fans and then the reaction he got when when Clement took him off and not long after that is hopefully something that's going to get him going because 
because quite honestly, like we as Rangers fans, we, we don't we don't want to dislike any of our players. Actually, that's not true. Alec Liddell, the VP of the Rangers Supporters Club of Calgary, always has an enemy in the team, and we're we're not a hundred percent sure who who it is right now. It's been Dessers, but usually he picks he picks someone and kind of sticks with them for quite some time. But other than Alec. Everyone, I don't think every one of us Rangers fans want to, to dislike any of our players, but you know, we really don't. But when things aren't going the way that we want them to go, then our human nature kicks in and, and then we start to try and search for who's at fault. And and to be to be very fair to Dessers, he, he was you know, he was one of almost double figures in numbers of players who were who were just dragging us down and dragging their feet, dragging their arse. So um, you know, it wasn't just all him anyway, but great to see him on the, on the score sheet. He loved his goal. He's been plugging away. Um, had a wee bit of a hand in, in Seema's first goal as well, just kind of making a nuisance of, him, nuisance of himself before Seema ran away and smashed it home as well. So getting getting involved there, which is which is, which is is good as well. Great to see Danilo uh, back as well with that, that giant mask. It was, it was only a few weeks back that he got that injury and he's back playing again already. That's brilliant. And do you know what? I thought John Lundstrom had a really good game as well, I wasn't hundred percent sure how how Clement was going to Clement was going to take to him, you know. But he he put in one of those, you know, those calm, assured, like almost casual performances where he's just absolutely strolling it. And I thought he did well, and it's great to see, of course, John McCausland getting even more game time um, as well, and not looking out of place at all when he comes on as well. So yeah, really, really positive overall. Negatives, you know what. Not not many, uh, to be honest. I, I could I could sense a wee bit of a collective groan from from the support when when we saw the starting lineup and Scott Wright was was named in the starting eleven. But I think that was more a necessity more than anything else. And and uh, Clement did talk about you know the fact these players are going to be playing because we do have a lot of injuries and that they're going to get a chance to to prove themselves. He might have had half an eye on on this this week's games. Uh, this Thursday's game for uh, in particular, and maybe this week's games um, in entirety, just in, in terms of who he was going to try and play. Um, another negative, ooh, I don't know. I mean, and Wright did okay. You, you kind of know what you're going to get with him, and it, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. You know, uh, another negative would be Borna Barisic getting injured so early on. That was a that was a bit of a downer, to be really honest. And 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 with Ridvan Yilmaz not being named in our Europa League squad, things could get a little bit funky here, a little bit strange for for Thursday if Borna doesn't doesn't recover in time. So hopefully it was maybe just precautionary because I didn't even see what happened. They didn't even um, show very much on in terms of replays. Not that I've seen anyway. So hopefully nothing too too serious there. In terms of the stats, this kind of surprised me actually. We only had fifty three percent possession in the game, which I if I was. To hazard a guess, I would have said it was like 75 or more percent, but yeah, 53% possession, and I checked it over a couple of apps just in case the Rangers website got it a wee bit wrong, but it seems to be there or thereabouts in terms of the possession, so just over half, uh, we did have 16 shots uh, on on target, uh, on on goal, sorry, with 9 on target, uh, to Hibbs's 3 um, on goal and just the 1 on target, and that was very early on in the game as well. So yeah, very competent, very compact, very um, efficient performance from us. On the referee watch, Don Robertson is a is an incredibly inconsistent referee to the point that you literally have no clue what you're going to get from the guy. You know, VAR 
did what they had to do uh, for each of the major decisions that, that came up um, when, they were, when they were doing the reviews and I think they got every one of those spot on but it just seems that for every correct decision Robertson makes he'll get too wrong either side of it you know and it just frustrates everybody both sets of fans must be scratching their head thinking what's this clown up to and he's, he seems oblivious, the, the guy. You know, every time I see his name on the, on the, the referee sheet or the official sheet um, to be refereeing a game for us, I'm, I just get this collective knot in my stomach where I'm like, I, I, you've no clue what this guy's going to do. He wants to be the star of the show. He stops it for nothing. He keeps he lets it go when he shouldn't. Like, it's just everything that's wrong. Like, see if he... Don, Don, see if he did the opposite of what you actually do in the games, you would be a better referee. So see when you, you think to blow the whistle, don't blow it. See when you think, oh no, that's okay, blow the whistle. Maybe try that and see how you do. So for that, he's going to get a, a 4 out of 10. He's just he just he's just annoying. I don't like it. So um, yeah, that's, that's what he's... <laughs> That's what he's getting. Uh, two games for us this week. Um, uh, the first one is our third game in the Europa League group stage. And then uh, we have another big home league match against an Edinburgh team on the weekend. So the first one is, of course, away to Sparta Prague this Thursday, October the 26th. And that's a 12.45pm Eastern Standard Time kickoff. So just a note, this is I think this is the last of the early kickoffs in the Europa League. I, I could be wrong about that, but I thought I thought it was two in a row and then the rest were back to kind of more normal times. Um, so that's a 5.45pm UK kickoff time. And after the, the Limassol performance and uh, more importantly the result, it is very, very important for us to get back in amongst the points in this game. And I'm hoping that we can do uh, just that. You know, one at least, three at best would be great. Philippe, and then a second game is at home to Hearts on Sunday the 29th of October and that's a, a regular 10am Eastern Standard Time kickoff, 3pm in the UK. You'll have saw their result yesterday, they got smashed uh, by the lesser half of the of the old firm on their own ground, so this one should be easy, correct? That's the way that it works, isn't it? <laughs> no, not really, not when Rangers are involved. So hopefully uh, Clement has them uh, on high alert to make sure that we can continue to, to take advantage of the, the fine form that we showed in the first game from that and of course this one is a dress rehearsal for the League Cup semi-final that's coming up a week later as well so a lot to play for and, and there'll be some kind of tactics and strategy in there I am sure for RTV I didn't hear of any problems from RTV on the weekend there was a couple of folks that had mentioned some buffering and stuff but I think it was just a, a system reboot and then off they went we had one wee bit of it in Calgary and, and that can kind of happen um, as well so we'll see what that um, looks like over time on the shout outs firstly I'd like to send out big congratulations to Joe Potter and the Rangers women's team on their uh, come from behind victory against Celtic women's team uh, yesterday in a game that was live on Sky Sports and, and the poignancy of this one is it, it takes them one point clear at the top of the league table having played the same amount of games as, as Celtic and this will hopefully be a bit of a springboard to more success for the women's team again this season you know they, they enjoyed the, the league championship um, a couple of seasons ago and then just fell at the final hurdle when they had it in their hands last season as well and it just seems to be you know I've mentioned on this pod before I don't always pay too too much attention I have been the more that I'm, I'm trying to make up content for the pod this last wee while but you know, it always seemed to be that they would basically trounce every other team and then they would just come up short against Celtic and Glasgow City. 
but they're they are unbeaten. I think I think it's eleven games in now. They're unbeaten and um, they've won all but one of them and, and drew, and that was a draw against Glasgow City itself. So they are clear atop the the league table now. So hopefully that's a great sign of things to come from them. On a bit of a more Sombre note, I just wanted to pass on NASA's condolences to the family of Sir Bobby Charlton who, who died on the weekend there. Um, actually, I think everybody got the notification as the game was being played, actually. Um, and he was he was 86 and an absolute legend and an icon of, of the game and someone that I don't think you could hear a bad word from anyone about as well. He was just, a, he seemed to be a genuine, nice guy, a nice legendary guy and, and obviously an icon of of Manchester United and I think it came as a wee bit of a surprise because I don't know that anybody knew that he was that he was uh, actually sick in, in any way so sincere condolences from everyone at NARSA to um, Sir Bobby Charlton's uh, family and friends of course so do you know what and see also from a shout out perspective this is my last full week of full time employment I think I've kind of I flirted with telling you a wee bit about this over the last wee while, but I, as of this week, I've got two days next week. My contract finishes on the 31st of October, and then I'm going to go fully independent as a full-time coach, full-time entrepreneur. I'm going to get into the self-education industry. I'm going to be writing courses. I'm going to be delivering courses, hopefully get to speak at conferences and do a whole bunch of things like that. And I'm also going to really get back into my podcasts on the kind of business side of life as well. So what that should hopefully mean is that I can dedicate a wee bit more of my free time to Rangers stuff and to Narsa stuff and really get back on on track and, and, and make sure things are absolutely ticking along and doing the best we can for our membership as well. So hopefully, maybe not next week, you might not see a difference next week, but as the weeks go on from there, then hopefully you'll get to see a wee bit more of an investment and a little bit more of, of uh, quality in, in everything that we are doing. From a convention perspective, we did receive the first of our proposals from one of the properties down in Kissimmee, and it was the, the Gaylord Palms, the, the resort we actually stayed at, which was just absolutely incredible. Um, so we're going to spend some time uh, going through it. Took a cursory glance um, at it last night and sent it to uh, the convention subcommittee, and, and, and we'll see how it goes. There's certain things that look great on it, and there's certain things that don't look so great on it, and that's what you get with the first draft of any of the contracts that I've ever received. So uh, we'll get a chance to, to receive the other ones. I believe there might be another one coming today. And then I think we'll, from the two kind of main properties, and then we'll get a chance to digest both, compare both together, get on the, the phone with Rangers, and then get back to the folks over at Experience Kissimmee and then decide what we're going to do from there. But yeah, things are becoming a wee bit more real on that one, and we'll just see what, what happens over the next wee while. But hopefully we'll get that wrapped up here at some point over the next month or so, I guess. On the communication section, not a whole hell of a lot from a communication uh, perspective this month, but uh, this month, sorry, this week. Uh, but on the Jers Guide, they, they did uh, publish it today, and uh, I'll just leave out the stuff from today like I did last week. Uh, tomorrow, I did want to actually mention the, the loan review. I don't know if anybody who's listening actually reads the, the loan reviews every week, but they're actually pretty entertaining uh, to, to find out who's doing what, how they're doing and stuff like that, because we've got a couple of high-profile loans. The ones I'm really caring about, quite honestly, are are um, Alex Lowry over at Hearts and um, and Yanis Hadji over at 
uh, Alaves, I think it is, and just to see how they're doing. So, but that, that comes out, that's going to get published tomorrow on the Rangers website. On Wednesday, there's a press conference for the Sparta game, and on Thursday, of course, is the Sparta game itself. And then on Friday is a press conference for the Hearts game, nothing on Saturday, and then, of course, the game against Hearts. There's no women's game this week, I believe it's the international break for, for the women's teams this weekend coming. So, just another reminder that we do have um, the tickets for the Hearts and live show at Edmiston House which is coming up on Friday the 1st of December. I did chat I did say last week I was going to chat with the convention, not the convention sorry, the communications crew that we have and I, I did ask the question and I think the conversation went pretty cold pretty quickly and uh, I think Chris came back with a bit of a joke and then it just went kind of quiet so that's a actual reminder to me as I say that out loud now that I should actually go back and, and see what we want to do about that and if for anybody who also subscribes to and listens to the daily update on Heart and Hand you'll have heard that David mentioned today that they've added a nine-year-old legend and superstar to their roster for the December the first show. So um, he's he's going to be he's going to be a great addition. I'll let David tell you exactly who it is. He's he's put it out there as a bit of a surprise for right now. Um, but I know for a fact if you're planning to go, you will not be disappointed. Very very good value for money, and I wanted to finish off a wee bit with a I don't know just a. I'm not surprised, but I'm just disappointed. Kind of message to the the Hibs fans. I mean, they're just disgusting, and almost as disgusting as their um, full fat versions from the East End of Glasgow, where um, they were defacing seats and 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 such with some disgusting filth, mocking the Ibrox disaster and and the passing of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth. They're just absolute Neanderthals. Rangers came out. And quite severely condemned it straight away, and then Hibbs also did the same and said they would be working with us to to do something. I thought that would have been a police matter. I thought that was illegal now, but nobody seemed to mention the police. Maybe we'll hear a bit more about that as we as we go forward. But just absolute scum, disgusting rat bags they are. You know, just support your team, do what you need to do, but leave all that garbage in your warped brain, you clowns. Anyway, on that positive note, that will do it for this week. A wee bit of a shorter one this week, my friends. And as always, I'd just like to take this opportunity um, to, to thank you very, very much for taking the time to listen. Please do pass it on to whomever you think might enjoy it and we can try and grow this community together. Until next week, let's hope that Philippe Clement can continue to have a solid and positive influence over our team and get us, as I mentioned earlier, at least one point, but ideally three in Prague on Thursday. Until next week, my friends, please do take care of yourself, okay? And all the very best. Cheerio.